And welcome, everybody, to Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I am Tony Pervenanzi. No Connor Ennis today because, well, you know, we've talked about doing it tonight, and he must not have seen the text last night, and he's really busy right now, so it's fine. Do you really want to ask him, do you really want to talk about a loss anyways? I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think he's just pissed off about a couple of losses from his, from his favorite clubs. I think that's what's going on here. But yeah, I'm <laughs> here. No, you that's are true. Here. That's true. Thanks for being here, David. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for sticking around, David. Uh, no, it was a big, uh, big sports weekend, guys, uh, in Minnesota. Unfortunately, uh, the Twins lost uh, their series to the Guardians and dropped below 500, so their playoff hopes are going in the toilet. Uh, the Vikings did uh, win today against the Packers, so that kind of made the the uh, Minnesota sports scene a bit better this weekend. Uh, but the other loss, so we'll talk about that. The uh, Loons last night, a late night game in Portland. We'll get to that in a little bit. Tony, I can't. I can't just let you breeze over the Gophers' sixty-two to ten victory okay, over Gophers, Western Illinois. Western Illinois, uh, yeah, sure. The uh, the Leathernecks of Western Illinois, sure. And uh, and the Badgers lost yesterday. Yeah, we forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So did Iowa. So did Nebraska. And Nebraska. So, so did so did Texas A and M. So, so did Texas A and M. North Notre if Dame. You're a big, if you're a big, actually, it didn't really matter in the Big Ten West standings. It really it doesn't matter at all. But yeah, Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, and yeah, Nebraska, like you mentioned. Right. So, but that, that doesn't really matter in the, the uh, conference. Nebraska ended up firing their freaking coach yeah, today. Dude. Scott Frost, get the fuck out. You're done. Yeah. So I, I yeah sorry for you know taking that dive into alternative sports as we'll call it here on it's this right. podcast but but it, you know tcf bank was the former former home of the uh loons for a couple of years it's that's right that's right. a, a stretch to tie that in but you know it, works. <laughs> it is a little, little bit um i am not i'm alone for a little bit guys because uh my wife and kids took a little ride to drop a kid off who was over here um david you'll have to deal with this at some point in your life uh it was the first time that my oldest daughter's friend who is a boy came over because uh, they're not really technically boyfriend and girlfriend as she says just a okay. friend that's a boy and uh he was over for a bit today interesting uh he is very tall he is uh <laughs> a very tall i think he's like six foot god he's gonna be six foot three six foot four oh he's a tall kid uh but he's a nice kid so uh just weird having my oldest daughter invite boys over to the house now. Yeah, I bet. You know, so. I had a uh, I had a first grader on Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, come up to me. I mean, I know who this first grader is, I should clarify, um, and tell me that a certain boy has a crush on my daughter. Oh. I was like, oh. I was like, all right. That's that's a new one. Yeah. And his dad immediately asked, well, um, does he have a does he have a full time job? And I was <laughs> like, that's true. Income's an important thing when it comes to boyfriends. Yeah. So we started grilling his son and obviously he has no answers. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a first grade boy that has a crush on my daughter. Wow. Who I should also state is in first grade. Yeah, it's first grade love. It's different. Yeah. Though, you know. You pull their hair on the playground, and that's you know the whole thing. It's just yeah. 
shove them down. Exactly them. right. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, you'll be dealing with that in about mm, eight years, seven yeah. years, probably. Yeah. So yeah, fun times. Um, I don't think anything else really happened crazy this week, guys. Uh, it was a pretty well. The the, the queen died. Uh, yeah, yeah. As we saw with the armband on Adrian Heath's arm last yep. night, uh, wearing it for that. Uh, there was no Premier League soccer this weekend. Uh, that was postponed due to the Queen's death. Um, and uh, now we have uh, King. Uh, now, now the song had to be changed to uh, God Save the King. Right. Yep. And now yep. we have uh, King Charles, right? The third. Charles the third. Officially the, yeah, the third. And I don't know if you guys remember this. Somebody on Twitter brought it up. And as soon as they brought it up, I was like, holy shit, I remember this. Somebody brought up. I don't know how he can be the king if he's a he's a tampon. Do you guys know what that's? They don't know how King Charles can be the king if he's a tampon. And I don't know if you guys know the reference. Oh, I do not. I don't know what that means. SNL, long time ago, when he was seeing Camilla Parker Bowles and the whole thing was going to blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. There was a sketch where Dana Carvey played Prince Charles III and turned himself into a tampon to be with Camilla Bowles for the rest of her life. <laughs> no, I'm, I am not kidding. All right, I'm, I'm going to Google that tonight. Not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I did not get that so, reference. That's pretty good. And uh, yeah, so I, I got the reference right away because I'm a big, especially during that time period with Carvey and Myers and Farley and Rock. I was mm-hmm. a huge SNL fan. So I remember that sketch vividly because I was probably pretty young and I was like, tampon? What's a tampon? What the hell is that? You know? So, oh, yeah. So uh, To bring it back to soccer and not to make light of it. But come on. I mean, oh. can, not to make light of that. I mean, we're making light of it now. But, I mean, I'll, I guess I should continue then. Because one thing I also saw on Twitter and I didn't, didn't even put two and two together until I saw it was that, uh, you know, you know, you said the Premier League took a break this weekend. Mm-hmm. No games were scheduled, or all the games were postponed. But now, you know, some of the the Champion League opponents of those English clubs must yeah. be kind of thinking, "Hey, what's yeah. going on? You get a little break over the weekend. Don't have to play. You know, you play. There's right. big games. You know, coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday this week in the Champions League. That's and right. You get a rest over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, hey, it's in true. all seriousness, though, I'm I'm thinking yeah. that. Go ahead. I I yeah. In all seriousness, I mean that's a She's 70 years. Yeah. 70 year reign. Um, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, obviously, it's all we know is uh, is her. And well, yeah, crazy. it's a uh, it's different. It's, you know, we obviously we don't have to deal with that stuff over here. No, but um, and uh, we really shouldn't even care, really. I mean, I guess. But um, it's still up. You know, there's still- a there's an attachment to England with the U.S. Yeah. and we're it's, oddly allies considering our history and it's you know the the monarchy in england is is historical right yeah exactly I and mean, it's everybody watches it it's news in england um you guys you guys know the story how queen elizabeth became the queen right i mean the circumstances that came about that made her the queen is pretty interesting uh her father who was the king uh his brother who was the going to be the original king uh he he threw the crown away. I mean, he basically said, yeah. I'm not going to become king because I want to marry this uh, American. Uh, yeah. I think she was an actress, I believe, or she was a socialite or something. 
he wanted to marry her. So he, uh, uh, what do you call it? Absconded, abdicated. Right? Abdicated the throne to his younger brother, who was Queen Elizabeth's uh, father. And then he, of course, passed away young. And she became the queen 70 years ago, which is, it's nuts, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's actually a shame that Connor couldn't be on for this one because, yeah, he, of course, Connor lived in England for mm-hmm. a number of years. Yeah. So right. it would have been interesting to have him, his insights on it. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly a huge deal over there. I was over there. I was over there for one of her jubilees. And I, I sorry if I'm saying this wrong, but one of her, you know, the anniversaries of her coronation. Oh, yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah. But it was like the I can't remember at that time if it was it was years ago now, but it was like either the silver or the gold coronation. I think mm-hmm. they as the number gets higher, they have different yeah. terms for it. But yeah, it's certainly a, certainly a huge big deal over there. So, oh yeah. yeah, huge. So anywho, guys, uh, we should talk about beer. Yes, because we're all drinking tonight, and, and that's really the only good thing that's going to come out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably you're right. Um, I have, I'll go first because I have another beer from uh, Brazil. It is, it's called Cathrarina and it's a sour. It's from Dama Beer, D A M A Beer. And it's called the Cathrarina Sour. And I'll tell you guys, this is not your typical sour. The sour is very light in this beer, okay. which is actually good. Because you don't get that whole like, I can only have one of these, you know, yeah, and it yeah. upsets your stomach. No, this the sour in here is very light. I don't even know what kind of sour it is. Uh, well, there's a pineapple on there, so I'm gonna guess there's. It's a pineapple sour. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. I can't really taste any like fruity notes. I mean, it tastes sour, but I don't taste any like you know, whatever. But uh, it's only four percent. IBUs are eight, so. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, going down cool. pretty good. So, yeah, again, it's uh, Dama beer and uh, Katharina sour. So, yeah, good beer. Thanks again to uh, Blake for the beers. Nice. Um, David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? So I have a new brewery. It's the Ravenous Pig Brewing Company <laughs> um, out of Orlando. <laughs> um, I went with the... Baltic Porter, which I don't know if we've ever had a Baltic Porter on this podcast. That's a very unique mm-hmm. style of beer. Um, it's a uh, very roasted. Um, I mean, I would say the roasted character on this is exceptionally high, um, and that's very that's pretty standard Baltic Porters. Um, it has a it's a six point seven ABV. Um, the IBUs are thirty one, so there's you know there's a little bit of bitterness in there. Um, but it's, it's very good. Uh, if people don't know what Baltic Porter is, it's a lagered dark beer. Um, and so it doesn't have any of those characters of a, of a typical Porter, um, beyond like the roastedness. It's, it's a very, very dark. Didn't see. Um, I mean, it's, it basically looks like a stout. Um, but yeah, it's, it's heavily, heavily roasted. I I'd say it's, it's quite good. Um, I looked it up on untapped and it's got like a, it's got a full 3.8 out of five um, mm. for rating uh, 3.7. Yeah. 3.7. So um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's quality. Um, it's, it's a bit heavy, 
I mean, it's not too bad, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. Good deal. Nice. Ravenous pig, huh? Wow. Yeah. Of course, their symbol is a pig, isn't it? Um, you know, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, it's a growler, so I didn't even kind of kind of has to be, doesn't it? I mean, you pig's growling. Think, is that what you said? Yes, it, it is very much is very much a pig. Yeah, that's a that's a pig. There you go. Ravenous pig. There you go. But there right. there are a lot of pigs in Florida. Yeah. Um, so. Ra- ravenous pigs. Might be. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of a lot of a lot of pigs, a lot of gators. Gators, yep. pigs like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, David. Uh Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, this is gonna be interesting. I can actually I'm mean, now it's even more exciting. Um, I can actually tie the brewery and beers uh, that I have in both what you, Tony and da- David had. Um, oh. Well, for I thanks to our friends at Sidewalk Dog, um, Ashley and I stumbled almost I almost stumbled across a brewery that I hate to say I hadn't even really heard of before today, um, called the uh, Waldman Brewery and Worstery in St. Paul, a Worstery, a brewery and Worstery. Oh, Waldman. Waldman and Tony. Waldman. Yeah, to put it in, huh. yeah, Waldman, and it's basically to put it in perspective, Tony. You'll know where you know where Bad Weather Brewing is, right? Yeah, in yeah. St. Paul, it uh, basically shares an alleyway. I mean, you oh. can almost throw us. You can literally throw a stone from if you're at Waldman. You can throw a stone and hit uh, Bad Weather. It's that oh. close. But it, cool. and so we just noticed that both those breweries were on the sidewalk dog pass. So we decided to hit up Waldman first. And I'll tell you what, this place was cool, and it's almost like stumbling. In, it was just amazing. First of all, it's almost more of a a restaurant um, than a brewery is than it is. But um, it's the building is amazing because first of all, the building was basic was built in 1857. Um, wow. It started uh, basically as a logger, a German style logger house in 1857. Nice. That the original part of that building is still there. We actually went upstairs and looked around. Um, just a really cool really cool setting they have an amazing patio out there um and that what i was going to get to is they have six beers it's kind of it is definitely a lager you know brewery lager style brewery they have six beers on their menu and i'm assuming that these don't rotate too often but again it was my first visit so i can't confirm that but one of the six is a baltic porter nice home yeah so and they call it this is you know worstery if you haven't guessed it's kind of it's a german I sent in a German style lager house. So this is their, their Baltic Porter is a German fied London Porter brewed with main, mainly in this one would have been brewed in mainly pre reunification East Germany. So it's made with German malts. So it's own style. I did not go with that for what I tried. I ended up grabbing a crowler of their Berliner Weiss to go. Mm-hmm. So nice. what, what that is, Tony, apparently what, what this mm-hmm. is, is a, a sour wheat beer. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a kettle sour, but I don't know that I've it's unfiltered. Um, I I don't think I've ever had a sour wheat beer before, so this was pretty unique. And it's kettle sour, so it does it is sour. It is um, it does have that typical sour taste to it, but just given the wheat, the wheat flavor definitely citrusy. Um, it is definitely one of those sippers, which is why I kind of like it, especially on a Sunday night. Um, it's not a slammer, but it's uh, for being a kettle sour. I know. Some people aren't big fans of those beers just because of the taste, but uh, this one is quite pleasing. I really like it. But yeah, I can't emphasize enough. Uh, Waldman Brewing, it's really, really cool. They got a nice little, a fairly little menu, but of course they've got bratwurst and kielbasa and all yeah. sorts of 
uh, currywursts and stuff like that. Nice. Oh, uh, pretzels. Oh, you you were real- saying verstery, not worst. You you said what? And I was like, what is a worstery? You you meant verstery, like verstery. Oh, like thank- verst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Gotcha. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. No, I mean, yeah. sorry. I, it just triggered as soon as you were saying oh. the sausages. I was like, all no, right, that, no, hundred percent. Yeah, for our listeners too. Maybe the listeners were thinking the same thing. So it's not a word that I say too often, but the yeah, the building the the building was cool. Um, actually, and so they just the backstory is uh, it reopened in 2017 uh, oh. as Waldman Brewing, but our brewery and Verstery. Did I say that right? Verstery. But yeah, sure. it, I, it's I, probably not even right. So yeah, so I should. <laughs> it was actually it's kind of interesting. Like it was the only uh, brewery that I've been to where I mean maybe it's because it's more like a traditional restaurant, but it was the only one that I've been to that you don't go to the bar and order. In fact, if you want a beer, you have to order from a waitress. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. A different, but we were sitting out in the patio, so it worked out great. It was a beautiful day here, um, just fantastic. And then of course went over to Bad Weather, and uh, after that, so shout out to Bad Weather in the same neighborhood, literally across the alleyway. So. Cool. Nice. Good, nice. Good afternoon. All right, guys. That was the fun part. Now comes the not so fun part. Let's talk about this game from last late last night, nine o'clock start. Not even nine. It was like nine fifteen or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. Uh, in Portland, uh, we were missing a couple of key guys, uh, Ray and Franco. Uh, Ray with an injury. Franco with his yellow card accumulation. Uh, so the lineup, guys, was a lot different than we normally would have. And now MLS.com puts it as a 5-3-2. Uh, yep. But I saw other people call it a 3-5-2. Yep. Yep. But it, it all depends on what you, you classify DJ Taylor and, and Benitez as. Are they well, and, pretty and, much wingbacks is what they were. And Exactly. So you got your your wingbacks and David, I think I asked you this. I mean, it, it's more of it. It could be either depending on yeah. possession. So when when you possess the ball, when the loons possess the ball, you're going to have your wingbacks play up, which we needed them to do. Tony, you mentioned Ray Noso is out. So, you know, those wingbacks going up the flanks, they're going to be much more important as opposed to maybe traditional United soccer, Minnesota United soccer um loon soccer with Reynoso kind of starting things out at the center of the midfield. So, yeah, I think that was going to be key. And then of course, yeah. Then when you're on defense, yeah, maybe those wing backs get back literally back, left back, right back. They get back and play more of a five, five, three, two. Right. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of excited to see how it was going to work out um, based on the, uh, the passing network stats. Um, we went heavily, through uh benitez which isn't shocking Mm -hmm. um it looked like that for the most part uh in the first half anyway um yeah i I thought it was going to be interesting i know somebody pointed out that um they were a bit concerned um that uh calman was going to be lined up next to benitez and then we found out that that was not correct. No. Shocker. The <laughs> Minnesota United social media had it wrong. Um, and it was uh, it was still Boxel lined up where he should have been. But it was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, um, you know, that three back line was probably what we needed to do. We were going, Dave, as you alluded, we were going to need help um, with 
with Reynoso out, we're going to have to push up through uh, the outsides probably because we weren't going to have that playmaker. Um, and is because of that, you're going to need to see that five, three, two end up into end up a three, five, two. And um, you're going to need that defensive help in the back. Uh, and I mean, the first half, yeah. I, I thought the midfield did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel like anyone in the back was really was really worked out too hard. Um, I wasn't no. concerned at all going into halftime. I thought the defense did very well. Yeah, no. In fact, when in speaking of the defense, you know, you had Kemmer Lawrence taxi you know, moving into more of a, a center back role, which he did do for Toronto a number of times, mm-hmm. uh, more than a handful. I think it was eight. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was a position change for him on this club, but I mean, it's something that he, it's a position that he had played before. And then the other thing, Tony, with the lineup is um, Bongi was also out. It was kind of a, that's right. That's right. It was a, a late injury, at least late in the week, something that I didn't even hear about till just, you know, pregame. So that, that's interesting. We'll hear more about that. I'm I sure don't think, soon. I don't think he was injured. <laughs> well, I think he just didn't want to play. Well, I mean, his, and I, I guess I wasn't going to be too concerned about that just because, I mean, we, we talked about it. He hasn't been most effective in no. the last, over the last couple of games anyway. So maybe that wasn't going to be a big deal. Other thing that was interesting, at least with, and this again, it's, you, you never know what to think sometimes when you see posts from, from this team, but like on, on Twitter, when they posted the, 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 um, starting 11 i mean they they kind of had will trap and more of i i don't hesitate to call him a 10 i don't know that anybody would call will trap a 10 but that that's where they kind of had placed with robin lute out on the wing now i think i mean i'd like to hear david's comments i know i think we were both kind of pleasantly surprised all three of us probably pleasantly surprised with will traps play especially in that first half yeah i mean i thought they were offering him a lot of space and i have a feeling it was a lot to do with the fact that he isn't Ray. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, Dave, you're right. He was playing much more advanced. He was playing much more in a role that almost looked like he was a 10, almost looked like he was a 10. And I, I think that that had a lot to do with it. They were giving him so much space because they knew that he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't going to have the same outcome as Ray, but I thought he played very well. Um, I, in transition, he he seemed to get back um, appropriately. He had a couple looks at goal um, from further out. Um, you know, he distributed pretty well. I didn't get to look at what his passing stats were, but based on what I saw, I thought that they must have been relatively high, um, maybe over 80%. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was mildly impressed and with someone being someone, sorry, that has been very unfriendly to Will Trap, um, very critical of him. I, I was impressed with the first half. And again, I, I have to yeah. admit to everyone, I did not watch the second half. Um, and I only watched highlights. I very skimmed through everything in the second half. So what I actually watched i was impressed with what he did yeah and i think i mean let's just i mean we can talk about the first half in in detail because i think it was a i know we were all a little bit pessimistic going into this one knowing that you know you're you're, the team's playing out with reno not playing with reno so frankopani's out he's gonna be out the next you know the next game as well against lafc but so there is a little bit of concern because they they're uh, minus the last two games this is what we've been used to seeing Uh uh-oh Exciting 
you know, with the, the, the five, two, three, or the three, five, two, whatever you want to call it, uh, in our, for our sake was just seeing Luis Armaria and Mender Garcia, you know, play, play up top. And that's what they did. And I thought they were pretty effective, especially in the first half. I mean, that's why, that's what I'm kind of getting at here is, is the first half, the first 15, 20 minutes of this game looked really, really mm-hmm. good. I guess if, if I can go that far, maybe really good is a bit of a stretch, but it's, yeah. I, it's call it. I think this is where you'd say, I mean, it, I'd almost call it unlucky that, that Minnesota didn't have a goal in the first 15 minutes. I, I would agree with that. And yeah. I would say that really, really good was stretching it, but really good was probably correct. Well, our expected, a, our expected goals guys for the night, I think was like 2.1. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. do, and that doesn't, that really doesn't surprise me. Cause I'm mm-hmm. saying they, they, you know, something we, we complain about this team's lack of finishing in the final third. And I mean, I guess you could say that about last night because they did not finish. They didn't score a goal in the first half or the game. We, everybody knows that. Well, um, but 21 was, shots too. Yeah. 21 shots. There was, I mean, I could r- rattle off a few of them, but the one that just stuck out in my mind was the, I can't remember who serviced the ball in, but basically ended up with Armoria with a point blank header. He had the goalkeeper beat and it was a defender that got in there and, and somehow was able to miraculously keep it out of goal. And that, that I was, think that was Alan Benitez that yep. served that in, I think, which but, again is, if, if it was no shocker because yeah. and, that's what he Benitez has been doing very well at. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you threw his name out there because yeah, I think in that first 15, I mean, for the most of the first half, for the most part, the, the, the wingbacks look good, especially Benitez mm-hmm. playing that service. I noticed Benitez took um, uh, at least one of the corner kicks. Uh, I don't think he took mm-hmm. all the set pieces, which kind of surprised me that I think the one uh, that just, as we're talking about it, that it is one thing I want to bring up. Um, he did not take all the set pieces because I know that uh, Ariaga took a couple free kicks at least, mm-hmm. and they were bad. Once, and then mm-hmm. Wolf like terrible, way, way, mm-hmm. way over. I remember thinking before he took it. I think this one was in the first half. The one that I'm thinking of, I was after seeing Benitez take the corner kicks, which almost led to a goal. I don't know if it was the same sequence, but it was in that first half where Benitez put, had quality service on his corner yep. kick nearly resulted in a goal for the United or I keep saying that I'm sorry Minnesota Minnesota United SC balloon but anyways yeah but so I was impressed with Benitez and then then I was a little surprised to see or Ariaga you know no. step up and take one and it yeah was just bad. and he had a couple moments in this game just like that it was well, not his yeah he had a uh, shot like right mm-hmm. towards the end of the half that was skied to mm-hmm. um What's... And it, you know you're you're not gonna that that free kick was from like 35 plus yards out. Yeah. I mean, why you're even going for goal no. makes no sense in that situation. What surprised me about Ariaga though is like he can on the run he can do some amazing things with the ball, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen him do it, put a ball pinpoint accuracy on somebody, but he takes like a free kick where he has all the time in the world, and he skies something. It's like oh. holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I. I guess maybe he's not good at like having a lot of time to think about shit. Maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. it's possible. I mean, yeah. Uh, guys, we should talk about Mender Garcia though, because if, if you want to talk about missed opportunities, mm. Mender had uh Mender had a lot of uh, missed opportunities in this game, which isn't surprising because he's a young kid. And he uh, has just uh, just got on this team what a month ago, 
Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really gotten a whole lot of playing time. This is his yeah, most I... playing time ever uh, for this team, and yeah. uh, and it showed. Yeah, Tony, yeah. I know you're talking. I know you're talking. He had a couple. There was a couple balls, a couple shots of his that hit the side netting. So I mean, again, yeah. depending on where you're sitting in the in 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 the stadium, you might have thought he scored. It, he was close, and I mean, I'm yeah. not like his. Yeah, un, he should have done better. I'm sure he would have said he at least on a couple of those, but uh, I'm not overly concerned. No, I'm that. not. I'm not. Right. I'm not concerned about it. Yeah, uh, definitely right. not. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm actually kind of excited about it because yeah. he showed last night that he has the skill to potentially yeah. put it in the back of the net, and, and it, you know, yeah. he, if he if he can get there, and I think he can. Uh, I think this it makes things interesting. We talked in the beginning of the season, guys. It seems like a long time ago. We talked about the Amaria Anu, like two forward setup, two striker setup. Well, last night we saw Amaria and and Mender Garcia have kind of the same thing, and it looked pretty really decent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, well, anybody that had to watch the uh, the Portland broadcast, like I did, um, they were that broadcast was gushing over those two. Yeah, like, they were constantly saying very positive things about them. Um, I I thought I thought Luis looked maybe the most dangerous that he's looked Mm -hmm. his off the ball runs were fantastic. His, his movement was great. His interchanging with, uh, with Mender and, uh, and Taylor um, was, was very good. Obviously he had that, that header that I'm almost positive was from Benitez. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, everything about his game looked very, very good. And I I agree. Mender looked um, very, very, very much quality considering the little playing time that he's actually had, um, which can of worms, let's open it. Why not? You know, um, <laughs> we never really got, we never, did we ever get to see that with Adrian Anu? Because mm. that was what everybody was hoping for, because that was Adrian Anu's playing style was having that. Yeah. Aired forward. I don't think we did. I don't think we ever got to see it. And yeah. it, this is kind of the situation where now we get to see, Luis played with someone else and yeah. Luis did very well that someone else did very well. And now it makes you think, well, hell, you know, if, if Adrian had an opportunity to actually, you know, get some minutes like that, maybe it would have been different, but um, yeah, I, I like it. You know, you, you sacrifice some things mm-hmm. um, getting a, a, a second forward out there. Yep. I think if you want to utilize our personnel, the best, you would have to maintain a three five two five three two whatever. Um, yeah, yep. I, I don't think, I don't think you can. I mean, you've got to have Ray out there. Yeah, which which you know in the three five two he can play ten. Yeah, uh, which means you have to get rid of either Ariaga or Trap. Yeah, um, you know, there's those things. Uh, but if if you know that's a situation that we need to be considering, Adrian Heath needs to be thinking about that um yeah i mean you, yeah and and do you th- i mean honestly do you think he is i mean because we what what we saw i mean we'll we'll get to the bad soon enough but what i mean i it really changed the, that first half really made me think i mean it it i went from kind of pessimistic pregame to yeah. you know at halftime thinking okay this this is good i, I like what i'm seeing 
yeah, it's a shame they didn't, they weren't able to put one in the back of the net. But I mean, really, I was optimistic about the rest of the game going forward uh, after watching yeah. that. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I, he, he was watching the same game. I, mean, I, I, I think, there was yeah, I think he needs to. Yeah, I think he needs to the rest of the way out. Um, because it's not like when when Franco comes back against, would that be SKC? Is uh, that the next match he can come on back? The, on the uh, weekend, yeah. No, it's LAFs Tuesday night. No, he's he's out. He's, 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 out got the, he's got the red card suspension. Oh, on Tuesday okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, well, it was. I think it was a combination of the yellow card accumulation and then the red card yeah. uh, suspension that, that ends up putting him out for two games. So yeah. All right. so, so, yeah, he can come back against uh, SKC and it – in in that scenario, that's not a big that's not a big situation that we have to worry about. I mean, you just you take either Trap or Ariaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, it, and especially you know with Ariaga not having his strongest game of the year. Now, granted, Ariaga has been very solid for this team all all year, which is that's a fact in my opinion. I get a fact in my opinion, but anyways, yeah. It, it, I guess the question is, did he see enough from? from Mender Garcia to say, Hey, now, wait a minute. I need this guy in the field. He's I a think he playmaker. Did. He can make it. Different. I hope so. I think yeah. he did. Uh, I mean, I, I, we don't obviously know what Ray's status is going to be for LA. No. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a, a solid chance. Days. He's going to have to play anyway. Um, I mean, because yeah, we don't even know what Bongi's status is. Oh. So well, I, I'm sure we're going to have a pretty good idea tomorrow, but. You have to be if you're Adrian Heath. You have to be salivating a little bit at the fact that you could have Mender Garcia, Amory up top, and have Ray feeding him the ball. Especially if you guys watch when you watched last night, Amaria was playing very well off the ball. Uh, was making some runs that were taking guys away from Mender Garcia. Was playing that nice, and that's how I think it's how Mender got so many opportunities. Was that Amaria was taking guys away. Uh, was doing some things he needed to do, and that's what you want to have happen. You okay. want the, the defense to focus on one striker or the other striker and leave that one guy one-on-one with somebody else and make a play, and Mender showed last night he could do that. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, Luis was actually playing deeper, um, which, you know, usually we don't like to see. But being that Mender was there as well, mm-hmm. it was okay that he's playing deeper, and he was mm-hmm. almost playing... I mean, maybe you could even say it was a, a three-five-one-one. I mean, yeah. he was he was kind of back, almost in a a role that was more midfield, but not quite. Um, in many cases, uh, and yeah, Tony, you're right. I think that that helped Mender get his opportunities. Mm-hmm. I I I think you know it's LAFC, so I'm a bit concerned. Um, but they've had some off days. So um, I, I'm not like super concerned about Tuesday night. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so guys, let's talk. The first half's over. We go in nil nil. So we're 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 happy, yeah, because we're not getting blown out, you know, and we're not giving up goals, and our our attacking looks good enough yeah. to score yeah. at least a couple. Yeah, um, possession was good. And then that's the other thing I want to touch on as we go into the half tone is like the basically, I mean, Minnesota was by far the most threatening team. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, our, the back line of Minnesota was hardly pressured, you know, in a significant yeah. way in that first half. So it was. We weren't letting Portland do any counterattacking, which I'd like to do. Uh, yeah. They mentioned the broadcast a couple of times. Portland doesn't care if they don't have possession. 
they're all about right. counterattack. Uh, similar, yeah. And that didn't happen uh, the first half last night. Um, we get in the second half, guys, and no changes for anybody. Yeah, uh, don't, yeah. I wouldn't have at that point. I wouldn't. Have, I didn't want to see a change because I thought, you know, it, well, we, it, it was working in the first half. It really was. So. We could have brought in a new goalie because we had. Well, now, guys, <laughs> the goalie situation. Actually, to tell you the, the truth, here's the truth: we did not have three goalies on the bench. Okay, I think somebody screwed up from Minnesota United because okay. uh, Fred Emmings was there, but he was not on the bench. Yeah, and his was name the, was on the official he, Twitter post, anyways. Yeah. He was he was in the stands with other M and UFC two players who made the trip. So Fred was there, but I don't think he was actually on the bench because he was up in the stands. We saw him on the in the stands. Interesting. His name was on the the on the I guess eighteen or, or whatever you want to call. You it. know, uh, I, extra subs. But what if you know if, if there if say worst case scenario Dane did have an injury, would we see him rushing out of the stands into the locker room to throw on a kit? Right. You know? I guess I, I don't know, but we, that wasn't needed, obviously. So. No, I mean, yeah. Tyler Miller and Eric Dick were on the bench. We don't need another goalie on the bench. I mean, really? I mean, I guess, I guess maybe he could have been on the Oh, I'm roster. sorry, Tony. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tony. Was, it was There was three goalkeepers listed, wasn't there? There yeah. was obviously, it was, well, three, I shouldn't, there was three goalkeepers listed as subs. There was. Okay. There was, yeah, yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you pointed that out to us, and then I yeah. had to go back and look at it. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. That's but awesome. I think somebody fucked up because Fred Emmings did make the trip, but he was with right. the, his MNUFC two pals and not with the actual team team. So, whatever. That's, uh, again, MNUFC's Twitter account, uh, does some crazy shit. I don't know who's running yeah. it. A monkey's running it. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the crazy thing is that somebody new, isn't it? I feel like they just started. Uh, yeah, probably. And it seems like it's the same problem since yeah. ever. I mean, you should probably get somebody who knows what they're talking about to run Twitter account. I, I don't know. Or people at least can... verify things before they post it. Yeah, people kind of depend on that information, maybe. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Um, so, no changes, guys. Let's go directly to the 61st minute. Yeah, this is um, an interesting one. Because this is uh, a corner uh, conceded by Brent Coleman. Uh, yeah, that, and that's, I guess that's your complaint there. But, yeah. That's and I, and that's, I, I, I wanted to tease it. I wanted to tease it just because Minnesota, are, you know, the Loons did not, you know, they were not pressured a lot in the first half. And so, like, oh. you, you you really can't, you, you can't, it's, you can't really critique the back line that well. I mean, they mm-hmm. remain composed. I mean, they, Nothing happened in the first half, but this, I mean, this was as the second half started. Um, it did, you know, this in the first five, 10 minutes, obviously, Tony, leading up to the 61st mm-hmm. minute that you're talking about here, it was definitely more Portland at any point in the game. I think this, the, the you know, the way that Portland came out of the second half, mm-hmm. locker room played that first five to fif- 10 to 15 minutes or whatever leading up to that goal was, was all Portland, but. Yeah, I, this was the, kind of their first real test, and I guess you know, he kind of failed it there. But I mean, I just oh. I don't know how, how critical we want to be. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be terribly critical. No, you know, a corner's a corner. I mean, yeah, you you give them up, it's the way it goes. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the the complaints were, you know, it 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 shouldn't have happened, shouldn't have given up the corner. It was a well, poor play. That was a complaint. That those, and of course, it just it 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 triples it because it's guess who it is it's brent kelman 
and right. people, people, uh, especially people we see on Twitter, we know on Twitter who are fans. If Brent Kalman screws up, we know about it. And and that's the that's what I wanted to point out because I saw the complaints, and so I went through and and looked, and I just don't. I think the only reason people are complaining that this should not have been given up was because it was Brent Kelman. Yes. And I, I, it, because it led to a goal. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I mean, you see, you see that shit happen all the time where yeah. a defender decides that this just the way it goes. Yeah. And it, and it, you know, the reality is, is the corners corners happen all the time. Yeah. And you're expected to mark properly and not, be Michael Boxel and let your your guy get a clean shot what? at it and not be Dane St. Clair. I don't know what he was doing, dreaming about something and reacting like three seconds late yep. and allowing a goal. I, I, I just think that everybody sees who, who made the decision to get us into that place, and that's what they want to go after. If it would have been Michael Boxel who gave up that corner, yeah, we wouldn't be hearing anything about it. Nope, I just don't think we would have. Brent Coleman is the only guy on the team. I think that if he gives up something like that, and uh, Loon's Twitter just goes yep. batshit crazy, and that it was Brent Coleman. Yeah, and and thanks to Blake because he's pointed this out multiple times, and I've argued it multiple times that Kelman is actually statistically the best CB we have. Mm-hmm. Arguably, even against Tabasi's numbers. Yep. I mean, not saying that Brent Kelman's good. It's oh. just that our CBs are generally not that great. Yeah. And because, um, yeah, I, I, I teed, that's why I, I teed this one up for you guys because, yeah, I think the way you describe it is that's how I feel 100%. And, uh, yeah, it was just the same because you look at the, like the corner kick itself. I mean, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you got to get give some credit to Spria there because he got up high. I mean, yeah. it's not like Bo- it's not like Boxel, you know, Boxel was up as well. It's just a Spria was a you know a head high. Well, Spria is a big guy too, and right. it, and you know the the corner was <clears throat> hit perfectly. It went mm-hmm. right over Luis's head. Um, I mean, you can't. It was a good corner. It was mm-hmm. it was a good jump. Um, I, I, I'm yeah. trying to be critical on Boxel and DSC because I know there are people that hate to hear that. The reality is, if you want to be critical about anybody on that whole setup, it's Michael Boxel and DSC. Yeah, but yeah. in reality, I mean, it was a good corner. D- it was DSC. A good header. I, I think DSC is a stretch too, just because I don't. I don't think he had a chance after it was. But he was. Goal. He was I mean, like. It the thing like that I have with DSC late. is DSC is always flat-footed like every set pieces he's always flat-footed he always looks like he's not paying attention or he's he's so worried about what the the wall in front of him is doing or what his defenders are doing marking on the corners Mm -hmm. that he he reacts slowly to everything in set pieces um he's fantastic in live play but he's so slow reacting um, on set pieces and it, he's constantly flat-footed and this is the exact same case he reacted like the ball was in the net and he finally put up his hands and I was like what the fuck are you doing I mean yeah. the, at that point just stand there look like a dipshit and be done with it but, I mean yeah. I don't yeah I, think, I just feel like I, he's trying to cover himself I mean yeah and I think bit. leading into this goal I mean and in, in the 
criticisms. I, th- I think a lot of it was, I hey, I felt the same way. It was frustrating after that first half, after seeing kind of the loons dominate the run of play in that first half, especially, and then to give you know, give up the a set piece goal. Uh, they've been known the loons have been known to do that before. But yeah, it's frustrating as a fan watching that because you know you you, you feel kind of cheated. You, you feel like maybe the loons should have been leading at that point in the game and they weren't. And then, but yeah, I think from there, unfortunately, I you know I was watching the rest of the game, but unfortunately, yeah. it didn't seem to get in. No, there's not a lot to talk about, honestly. But no. it just didn't seem to get much better. No, uh, it, it was like the air was let out of the loons' hopes at and that that's- point. Again, that's what happens when you play a road game. You play it well in the first half, give up a goal 10 minutes into the second half, 15 minutes in the second half, and all of a sudden, like just the air, especially on the road, just the air comes out of you. And the other thing I want to mention too is you don't have a guy like Ray uh, who can help you kind of pick you back up and maybe get you back into this game. Uh, You don't have Franco on one side, you don't have Ray in the middle. It's like, where's this going to come from? You know. And well, they, yeah. I mean, substitution options were basic, basically worthless. Worthless. Yeah. Um, I mean, and no offense to substitutions, but uh, I mean, it's just reality. You know, we had the best players we could have mm-hmm. on the pitch starting the match, um, and it, you know, we I, I wouldn't our depth isn't terrible, but it's not great in the attack. No. Um, and so at that point, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I was shocked that he even made any subs. Well, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was just kind of like, well, might as well. I, yeah. I mean, other than, you know, center back and, and, you know, defensive line general depth in general. I mean, I think the depth might be okay at this point, especially if, if we, if we like what we see from Mender Garcias and Mender Garcia, sorry. And, and, you know, we didn't see Jonathan Gonzalez in this one, but I mean, we have, you know, they have him available. Right. Um, but yeah, so, it, but yeah, I think this one came down to injuries and then obviously the, the, the card yeah. suspension. So, and it, yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, this is un, an unfortunate event. Um, we had unanticipated injuries. We had an idiot making stupid decisions in the previous game, mm-hmm. um, which, and I, I, I'm very, I'm very rude in calling Franco an idiot because we've complained about this numerous times in his decision making, and his hot-headedness and his reactions and his stupid fouls. And you have to start just kind of being blunt and over the top asshole to him because his it's repetitive and a and annoying and he's costing us in many cases situations like this if we would have had him you know if you think about it if we would have had him in this game and still not had ray that's better i mean it's significantly better yeah but he makes rash challenges which lead to fouls or stupid choices which lead to yellow cards and he's on accumulation Mm -hmm. now we're without him again because he makes really stupid decisions. That foul, it wasn't even necessary, let alone, um, no, it just wasn't necessary. So now he's he's cost us another match, and we still don't know if we're going to have Ray. So it's it's a situation where this was an 
you know, it was a it was a shitty situation yeah. for this match going on the road against a team that's trying to uh, get into the playoffs, and now they're doing better than they were. Um, and it, you know, we were it was, it was it's almost a battle of attrition here because we're basically using whatever we have to start this game off strong. And when you get to the end, when the air is out of everything, you don't have anything left to really put on the pitch to boost you. Yeah. And and I I don't want to be too negative, but I mean, I think part of that well said David, by the way, but I think what I was getting at is maybe it was the air was let out of myself, but I mean, they did have, I think in Tony to, to your point about Mena Garcia earlier, I mean, he had he had one, you know, a couple like a back-footed attempt. Um, There's a couple other shots on goals, and then you mentioned ex- expected goals. I didn't realize this, but yeah, I mean, there was a point, I guess, about the 75th minute where that 75th, 80th minute where that expected goal did jump, almost a full goal for Minnesota. I think it was because of those chances that I was referring yep. to. You know, Minnesota, you know, they had they outshot, you know, Portland by a long margin, lar- large margin. I think, and Portland just had the one shot on goal. You know, unfortunately, it went in, but. Yeah, so I mean, it's just I think yeah, there's more. It just kind of I I kind of gave up as a fan, kind of watching. I just because it was resigned to thinking it was lost. And and I, I've said this before this year. I, I don't think Minnesota did that. I don't think the Loons did that. Um, but unfortunately, nothing. They they couldn't find the answer. So thanks, thanks, Dave. I just I just you helped me figure out the name for this podcast. So okay, for the, this next episode. So you'll really awesome. enjoy. What I'm going to call it too. Awesome. Um, guys. Game's over. We lose one. Nil. The ver- the verstree the the, the worstry game the worst, ever. Worstry game. No, not. I'm not. I'm yeah, not doing good. Good attempt at a pun, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, good attempt at a pun. And and Dave, you're not even a dad. That'd be like a dad joke. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um. So guys, we lose one nil to Portland. Portland Leaf Frogs is in the standings. They're in fifth. We're in sixth. And now, holy shit, we've dropped. Nine points in three games. Yeah, uh, I, I think about stretch. Three think about this. <clears throat> think about this for a second. <clears throat> think about this for a second, guys. If we had won all three of these games, we would now be in second place. Second place. Yeah, ahead of Austin, and we sitting pretty up there in second place. But now we find ourselves in six with teams like Seattle coming up. I mean, Seattle's they're not going to sit down there. They they could put, make a push here. Uh, you got the Galaxy, who we're going to play on Tuesday. You got RSL still. I mean, now it's going to be a real fight to try to get into the third place uh, yeah. spot. I like I like the whole thing that we've been talking about the last few weeks. Now is you know this is the biggest game of the year, and that's that 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 has been the case for the last several weeks now, as as it would be coming down the stretch here. But I remember. You know, thinking and thinking before the game started, like looking at the standings. Okay, if they're if they're if, if a team was going to take three points out of this game, they're going to be looking at it like, okay, let LFG, we mm-hmm. you know, let home playoff game. You know, that's what we're fighting for. That's mm-hmm. what we're looking for. If there was a case, and and then on the flip side, the loser would be okay. Let's scramble. Let's let's now we just got to think about making the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I that's why I was kind of thinking, especially at halftime, like shoot, you know. It's tied, but if they can hang on and get a point out of this, maybe it's status quo where Minnesota's still looking at that home playoff game. Portland's still kind yeah. of you know, playoffs, but now, yeah, flip. So because Minnesota lost, 
dropped all three points on the road. Third loss in a row. I guess the, the you want to be bright side. They didn't lose by multiple goals. Like <laughs> no. The last two losses. I mean, it's yeah, still it only one goal. <laughs> only one. It's still it's still three losses in a row, which is it, it hurts to even yeah. say it out loud. But I mean, at least it was only one goal. But hey, that, that doesn't really matter now. Um, it evens out their goal differential, though. I guess zero, which yeah. is not great. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, now it's, I mean, I guess you, it's how optimistic do you want to be here? I mean, because they can still technically get a home playoff um, well, match, but we're they no can lo- still fall out of the playoffs as well. So. We're no longer talking about a blip anymore. We're talking about a hard reset because mm-hmm. you lose three yeah. games in a row. Now you're talking about a hard reset. It's now these guys have got to come back and say, okay, we know we can, we can fucking win. We need to win again. And, uh, it, and let's be clear. This has nothing to do with Debassi because, mm-hmm. again, there was nothing that happened in, in last night's match that Debassi would have fixed. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. I mean, we played well defensively. Mm-hmm. It's the reality of it. We couldn't finish. We couldn't get over that hump that could be blamed on just not having Ray. That could be blamed on the fact that we had to weird, do weird formation that we're not used to because we didn't have Franco um, or Bongi for that matter. Um, the reality is I am tired of hearing people say, well, we've dropped nine points. Sorry, seeing people say we've dropped nine points since Tabasi went up. no. I'm sorry. Look at how we've played. Yeah, yeah maybe Debassi's loss has something to do with it, but Debassi doesn't score goals. We've well, cert- scored zero goals in three games, and, and certainly not. Yeah, that that's cr- wow. That's crazy. I, I, I like I was really going full optimism there, saying we didn't drop. You know, our third loss in a row by multiple goals. Games. Great point, David. Um, what what I mean, so would they have missed? I, I guess what I'm getting at is I totally agree they didn't miss Debassi last night. Um, no, I don't think so. But but what about the previous two games? I mean, could you? I mean, you know, I don't I don't know. RSL <clears throat> RSL I think was a lot of Debassi because mm-hmm. that was just like gut wrenching and you're on the road and everything falls apart. But Personally, I don't think that Brent Kalman played poorly no. uh, against Dallas. And, you know, maybe uh, Michael Boxall was, uh, you know, definitely at fault for one goal. But overall, I just feel like defensively speaking, it hasn't been terrible. We've never been – this whole season, we've never been lights out defensively. No. I mean, we've been we've been just good enough. We bent, we bent, we bent, we bent. We've we've broken a few times, but we bend and we absorb. Yeah, and think about how. And I, I feel like it's been a while since we talked about uh, this that in this context. Just because you know, remember over the first say month or even two months. I mean, how much were we talking about Dane St. Clair being mm-hmm. kind of this team's savior? You know, mm-hmm. making it so it is interesting. Like, we I mean, and, and to, I, I feel like we haven't had to talk about that as re, as you know recently. But I mean, maybe that's not necessarily a good. I'm not trying to bail out 
the back line because that's almost saying the opposite is where maybe maybe Dane St. Clair was bailing out the back line to start the season. Well, I, I think you're right. And there there's there's a podcast from I don't remember when. It's earlier this summer that I made a I made a point that you can bend for so long and then it's going to just fall apart. True. Like yeah. we could depend on Dane for so long and it's just not going to work anymore. Well, and maybe and, yeah. That was and th- that's maybe what's happening at this point. Yeah. Or um, and then maybe maybe we were saying maybe you were saying that after that kind of first stretch of games where they were kind of treading water doing all right, you know, getting a few results but kind of barely and then they fell into that hole in the middle of the season where they lost, you know, they had that terrible run of form. Yeah, and it was right around that time because we weren't really scoring goals. And I was arguing that, you know, if you're not going to put goal balls in the net, your defense can only bend for so long before you're just going to start falling apart. And at this point, now we've gone back to not putting goals or not scoring goals, putting balls in the net. And – now the defense is 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 breaking. Now, do I think that Debassi has something to do with that? You know, probably. But the reality is, again, as I pointed out minutes ago, and I think I mentioned in the previous episode as well, or maybe a couple episodes ago, statistically speaking, Brett Kelman is actually very solid. Yep. And the only people that complain about Brent Kelman are the people that hate him yeah. as an individual. So, yeah. You, when you look at stat, statistically speaking, there's no reason to think that our defense is going to change too much beyond the fact that Brett doesn't have a lot of minutes and you've got communication issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, and but, we, we also, I yeah, I think we also touched on this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be beat a dead bush, but, uh, <laughs> thank, um, you. The, thank you. You know, the, the, the timing of that injury wasn't, you know, DeBossi's wasn't, wasn't great because it was right, right. before. The, mm-hmm. the roster, it was like a week before the, you know, the ro- rosters had the freeze here going mm-hmm. down the stretch into the playoff run. So, I mean, you know, even if they had brought in somebody that like, and you know, a lot of people maybe wanted, um, what realistically, how soon are they going to be able to come in here and make a contribution exactly. to this club? Probably yeah. not by this point. Maybe. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. You're spot on Dave. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that complaint that we didn't sign someone is completely absurd. Who are we going to sign? What is the point? But who, but who? I mean, well, it would have had at that at that point of the injury, it would have had to been a free agent. Exactly right. right. That list is not big. I mean, I know everybody was throwing out John Brooks' name, but I mean, that was never realistic. And I mean, no one's. Yeah. But again, this keep in mind, it's a it's a a a free agent center backs that could contribute at that point. There's a list. There, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying there isn't, but of free agents at that point, it it was not a big list, and realistically, it was probably. the very smallest, so, and it, and it, I don't think that it would have been any different, even if you're talking, let's let's say John Brooks, shock signing decides that he would hang up his opportunity at playing in Europe to come back or come to MLS and 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 play here, right? I mean, it, let's just say that you're still dealing with the same situation where he's never played with Michael Boxall, he's never played with. Whoever is on the left, he's never played with Dane St. Clair. He's never played with whoever's in front of him. You're still dealing with a learning curve. We have seen the learning curve be an issue 
multiple times. I mean, to think about a few years ago saying that Robin Ludd wasn't any good, it was because of his learning curve. We right. This podcast was always about that. Yep. He's got a learning curve. And look at him now, three years yep. later. I mean, yep. he's he's one of the best on the team. Yep. You have a learning curve. It doesn't matter who you bring in. John Brooks or somebody else, there's going to be a learning curve. He is going to drop his skill level because he has to get into motion and fit into the squad. It does, it, uh, the fact that we are talking, that people are talking about, we should assign someone, we should assign someone. No, it, it makes no sense. That person was not going to be any better than what we have now. No. I just don't think it would have been. If there's, I mean, any other sport, guys, in, in baseball, you can sign somebody quick, have them come in and hit for you or pitch, and it's okay. Uh, basketball, hockey, whatever. Soccer, you can't just sign somebody off the street and have them start for you the next week. Right. I mean, it doesn't work out very well right. uh, because they got different <laughs> different ways they play. They got communication. You're right. It, it just doesn't work. We were never going to sign anybody for Debassi. It just wasn't going to happen. It was going to be internal. That's that. Yep. And I, I really think the people that you see complaining about that are the same people that have repeatedly complained about Adrian Heath and the front office. It, it's just more fodder to support their constant bitching and moaning, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, and make no mistake, it's a bad situation. It's it's really a shame that yes, Bossy went down, the... <laughs> you know, and and the other injuries that we've had, you know, going back to last year in the playoffs in, in Portland where Metnier got hurt and and tried to come back this year didn't work out. It, it is a yeah. darn shame, but I think nope. in some ways it it shows you um, he's confidence in players like Brent Coleman, which he should have because David, right. you pointed out, he has the numbers to kind of back it up. Like his performance has been solid. Uh, also, I think it might suggest that the, the players that we haven't seen a lot of, uh, players like Nabi Kamaguchi, um, maybe even a Colin Montgomery. I don't know if he's healthy, but I mean, it might, it might just show there, there is some confidence in, in that kind of depth that we barely even seen on the pitch. Right. It could be that, they, that that's just, this team has enough confidence in those players. Now, going to injuries, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive that Emmanuel Reynoso missed games at the exact same time the season last year. I think you oh, might be right on that one. Spot. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I believe it was we played a game on the 10th of September and he missed because of an injury. And I feel like he missed a couple more games. It almost feels like maybe it was 2020, but I think it was last year. It well, almost feels like he's... He, 2020 was when he came in and made right. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it had he to came be in and made that run. Yeah. So. so it's almost like we're depending a little bit too much on Emmanuel Reynoso. And yeah. the season is wearing on him. That dependency is wearing on him. And now we're getting to a point where we need him and we don't have him. And that's, yeah. that's a problem. So, it, it I mean, is. I mean, it's good to depend. I mean, it's good for him maybe. Uh, and it's great to have that star player, but you don't want to be putting all your eggs into one basket. No. 
And and it's funny, I don't know, and I'm not quoting anybody here. I'm just kind of paraphrasing like the national, you know, MLS soccer coverage. And if you read any kind of like power rankings, and this is, again, this is generally speaking throughout what I've seen over the last year or two or three, even now, um, where it, everything goes, oh, Minnesota, everything goes through the Reynoso, you know, yep. Minnesota goes as Reynoso goes. And yep. so, yeah, that, and that's why we were all negative heading into this game at Portland, you know, on Saturday. But I mean, that's why the first half is, it's almost a little, that's why I'm, this loss sucks because it's a third in a row, but I'm almost, I feel almost a little bit better about this loss than I do. Well, obviously about the other, you know, three nil defeats, but I'm just saying, at least we saw something, you know, saw something different from this club and it was working. It it didn't work to score goals, but it was literally working, you know, on the road. So maybe it didn't didn't work to do the most primary point of soccer, but Look, no, I agree though, David. Yeah. It did look not it. It did look pretty decent. All right, let's uh, let's stop crying. Let's let's take a break. I don't know. I'm kind of getting used to these cry fests. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we'll take a little break. Come back. We have no history. We do have predictions for this Tuesday night's game against LFC and next. I think Saturday's game. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Against, against uh, SKC. At, they're going to Sporting Kansas City. Kansas City which yep. potentially, I think, will be the biggest away crowd or, or Wonderwall fans. I think it's be bigger yeah. than Nashville. So, oh, yeah, that's a fun so place to be. be. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got just a couple funny stories about bears. So uh, we'll be back in uh, just a minute. And we're back. Take a little break, chatted about uh, fantasy football, and, uh, you know, because that was fun. Uh, it is today is the big day for us fantasy football nerds to uh, nerd out and watch the first week of football and uh, get pissed off when our kickers don't score more than one point, which mine didn't. <laughs> All right. I don't want to get too deep into fantasy football on this podcast, but I have to be a kicker. Just... It's just, you know, you get pissed off when that happens. Who, so, who is it? Nick Nick Folk of the uh, New England Patriots, oh. who lost lost in Miami, which is freaking nuts, freaking nuts. Well, but he's not you, your Tom Brady led Patriots, Tony anymore. Come on, yeah, I know. Did you guys? That's, actually... that's why I didn't hear screaming down the street because my neighbor's a big Dolphins fan. Oh, I didn't see that they won. Did you guys watch any of the Chicago uh, versus Forty uh, ers game? Nope. Uh, right, like probably ten minutes before the end of the game. Seriously, it was like a monsoon at Soldier Field, and the 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 turf was completely like flooded. It was ridiculous. Shock. It was so bad. Oh, so bad. Uh, something we can all agree on on this podcast, and I can probably speak for Connor as well. It's kind of we're all a little upset that Chicago somehow beat San Francisco. I don't know. Like, I guess I do know how because the weather was just shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the no California team knows how to play rain. No, Mm. no, no. That's I don't know. I've seen some rainy games out in San Francisco, but well, yeah, there there have been, but not lately because they don't get rain in California anymore. Right, sure. They just get that heat, global warming, hot heat. They get hurricane. They get hurricanes now too. Yeah, apparently. So yeah, um, guys, prediction time. Uh, we got two games coming up this week. We've got a game against LA Galaxy on Tuesday. LAFC, LFC. Or LFC? Yeah. 
That was the galaxy on Tuesday. No, no. no. You no, you I said the galaxy earlier, and I we get just to see uh, we get to see oh. uh, uh, Vela and uh, Gareth Bale. And, oh. um I was hoping yeah. that Chicharito would come and miss another uh, <laughs> kick because he's done two in a row. He's, now. he's missed two in a row now. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> that, do we need to take another break so you can recalculate your predictions? Or uh... no, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, my predictions are off off the wall, anyways. So uh, no, LFC. Guys are right, and uh, SKC, uh, LSC should be an easy game, guys, because they've already yeah, they're in the playoffs. So who gives a shit, right? And nobody's gonna Clearly beat them. They don't, and nobody's yeah. gonna beat them because Austin keeps like fucking no. up their chances. It, so no, yeah, LAFC is at home. They like you said, Tony, they've clinched playoff mm-hmm. spot. They've um more or less clinched mm-hmm. the uh, first overall mm-hmm. seed home game. So yeah, they'll. I said guys like Vela and Gareth Bale. Obviously, we won't see those players play. Yeah. They'll have their third team in. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, so let's start with the LAFC guys on Tuesday here at home. Uh, it is a what is special? What is it on Tuesday, guys? Is it some heritage night? Um... Is it Latino Heritage Night? Oh, yeah, it could be. Something like that. I believe it is. Uh, so uh, let's start with you, David. Give us your predictions for the game on Tuesday. Well, I we know that Frank is out. I'm going to assume that Ray's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be wrong about that. But, oh, as my text to, to you three, uh, you two and... Connor, um, came in this morning. I am going to take the Dave Downer, Downer mm-hmm. Dave route. Um, I am super concerned we don't even have a chance at the playoffs anymore. Um, I think we're going to lose to LAFC, and I think we're going to get embarrassed at Allianz Field. Oh. I am going to guess a 1-3 I'll at least let us get a goal. I was going to say that'd be the first time in four games. So that's, that's it's going to be like an own goal or something <laughs> or a really bad PK. Uh, One, three. Yeah. All right. So I'll go next and uh, I'm not going to be a downer, but I'm also not going to be a, a homer. I think this is a game that we need to uh, at least get a draw out of. And I think this is the game that gets us back into our back up into our groove a little bit. So I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-2 draw. Dave, how about you? Well, I, I like that scoreline. If I was being optimistic, I'd go that way. But you, you, both of you and uh, everybody listening will be glad to know I am going to predict Minnesota to lose this oh. one. So we, we, we know that I have not got a win. <laughs> yeah, so the most likely <laughs> win, if I'm predicting they'll lose. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to predict I'm going just, you know, recency bias here. They've dropped three in a row. David, I agree with you. I think uh, I'm not going to let them go without scoring a goal, but I'm going to say I'm going to go instead of th- I'm not going to be quite as pessimistic. I'll go with the, the classic uh, one-two loss at home. Two loss. All right. Yeah. And uh, Connor texted us with his uh, his prediction, and he's going to be the, uh, the homer today. Uh, he's predicting a two-to-one victory for the Loons on Tuesday. Can we uh, get right. data on how many times Dave has picked a two-one scoreline? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like every week. It's it's not every week, but yeah, I would say if I, it's Let's probably seventy per sixty-five, seventy percent. Dave versus Portland, two to one. Uh, 
Dave versus RS, RSC, two to one. Dave versus Dallas, two to one. It's weird. It's like two. Oh, to you're one. just cherry picking on there. Dave <laughs> versus uh, three. Oh, three to one. Oh, sorry. Mm. There's another one. Two to one. Uh, Dave just that he's he's always he's always two to one. It's crazy. No, he's. Not. I mean, it's and it's I'm probably never, a solid scoreline, honestly. But yeah, but I'm never. But I'm never right. I I pick some you know correct winners. You were right once. Yeah, you were. Was I once? Which one? Oh, uh, I don't remember what it was, but you were. I think didn't you get both? Mm-hmm. The the win. I mean the the result and the scoreline. Yeah, he did. Wow. Like did maybe I, a well, month ago. Yeah, two months ago. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that, and I'm yeah. gonna let myself believe that whether it's true yeah. or not. So. Giddy up. Uh, all right. So, Connor's only one pick the winner on this one. Now we go to uh, SKC next Saturday, guys. Uh, and uh, Dave, let you go first on this one. All right. Thanks. So. Obviously, I can't go 2-1 win for the loons. I am going to go win. I am going to go win, and I'm going to go I'm going to go 4-2 Minnesota. Oh, jeez. Goal wow. scored in that one. Lots I mean, you know, Kansas City is, is is allowed playing goals this year. 51 as I'm looking at it. So mm-hmm. they they're one of not they're not San Jose bad, but they're, you know, they give up goals and they're not the SKC that we know, but we you know, we've proven we can go down there and win and I think this it's not a, it's not a playoff game, but it might as well be. You know, assuming my prediction is correct on Tuesday night, then it almost is. It'll feel like a playoff game, and I think they'll win. So four two. All right, David. Uh, I'm going to continue my pessimism. Ooh. I'm going a one nil loss. Nil one. Jeez. Wow, we've got the spectrum here from four really? four to two to to a one nil loss. Again, this is assuming that Ray is either going to miss or. Be not quite hundred percent. No, I guess we haven't heard enough. But I mean, I, I was, I'm, I'm assuming that Ray will be back by Saturday, if not Tuesday. I guess yeah. we, we just don't know. But it's an ankle, dude. I don't know about those ankles. They can be rough. Be they rough can be. Back. Hey, hey, an ankle took Luis out of Minnesota. That's True. right. True on that. No, True that. Well, well, it's that it is, and you, that's why it's it's rough because they can be less than a week. They can be a month and a half. Yeah, you, yeah. you just don't know. Yep. Uh, Connor is predicting a two-nil victory for the Loons. All right, SKC, and uh, I'm going to follow Connor's suit. I'm going to predict a. Actually, I'm going to follow Dave's suit. I'm going to pick a two-to-one victory for the Loons. Mm. In SKC, yeah, two-to-one. So, right. so we're all most of us are seeing victories against SKC. David's the only one who's not. So, uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, boys. Boy from soccer on some fun stuff to finish this up quickly. Uh, I have two stories about bears. No naked people on a plane this week. No naked people on a plane. Do any either of these stories include Beats and Battlestar Galactica? No. If, and I hope people understand that reference. No, nothing like that. It's The Office. The Office, no. Mm. No, not that. No, not that. Beats Bears, Battlestar Galactica. Beats Bears. We have none of those things going on in this, okay. in this in funny story. Uh, this is from uh, Colorado, the place that David uh, yeah. lived for a while. Uh, Colorado man shared security camera footage of a bear effortlessly, and I and I emphasize effortlessly, opening the door of an unlocked SUV and climbing inside in an apparent search for food. Hmm. Uh, he filmed this in Allen, Allen's Park. 
uh, shows the black bear approach the parked SUV and quickly use the handle to open an unlocked door. Just like, hey, no. And if you watch the video, it's like he pretty much is like a person. He just goes up. He's like, door open. I'm going to go take a look. Or like uh, the kids around my neighborhood who go searching through unlocked cars at night for vehicles and shit, you know? So, yeah. uh, You bear climbed in the vehicle, must found what he wanted, got back out. He did not close the door, though, uh, which is a faux pas. You should probably close the door after you've used it. But, uh, of course, Colorado Parks and Wildlife said bears are particularly active in late summer, early fall, because they need to consume about 20,000 calories a day to prepare for winter. 20,000 calories. Outrageous. God, that's like, that's like, what? Let's see. A Big Mac probably has what? 800 calories? What about that? It's like, that's like, I I was going to say, yeah, the meal probably has about 12 to 1300. That's like, that's like 20 Big Mac meals. I mean, come on. It's a lot. Wow. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But the fact this bear just kind of nonchalantly walks up to a car is like, hey, I'm just going to jump in here and, uh, Get some, get get some. It's fine with me. How impressed um, do you think his bear friends were? Like when he did that? Holy cow! I'm thinking his bear friends were off in the bushes, like, hey, hey, Bob, <laughs> there's a car open. They're like watching from the bushes, like, hey, what's going on? You know? Yeah, you know, bears are pretty good at that. Um, if you if you uh, I don't know, go on real like Instagram Reels or Facebook, mm-hmm. get some animal videos. I mean, there's videos of bears going into cabins and houses like they can literally just open the door yeah they'll just hang out i mean mm-hmm. they're they're pretty smart animals um that's the bear in colorado now we have a bear out of california in this bear he uh, wandered into a california home and stole a cake nice. um police in california shared body cam footage from an unusual call involving a bear that stole a freshly baked cake from a resident's kitchen uh, they post a video showing that what happened when a resident called 911 to report she and her son were locked in upstairs bedrooms while a bear rummaged through the ground floor of their home. Police said the resident threw the keys to the officers from an open window so they could enter through the front door. As the officers entered the residence, they observed the bear in the kitchen. It appeared the bear ate a freshly baked cake and rummaged through the refrigerator. So he was just like, he was there, you know, he was like, oh, oh, some cake, I'll run through the refrigerator, see what's going on. Uh, police said the bear was startled by the officers. Well, no shit. Then fled out the back door, climbed a nearby tree, but ascended after 10 minutes and left the area. Yeah. So he, uh, looking for food, man. Looking for so food. I'm confused. Why did the officers need a key? Well, I think she, uh, I don't know if she, like, I think the bear came in through another side door or something and they, they probably wanted a key to the front door. Sure. Yeah. Because they probably figured the bear was in the back with the kitchen. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, this bear decided to eat a cake and, uh, go through a fridge. I so mean, are, are Cal California bears bears or are they Bruins? I think they're Bruins actually. You're right, Dave. They're Bruins. But the um, article says bears, right? Yeah. It says bears. I, uh, does anyone actually know them as Bruins? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think of them as Bruins, but, uh, looks from the looks of this, it looks like all oh, these people have like, oh, here's the deal. They got a big porch in their backyard, and they have uh, big patio doors that are open. Uh, and then the bear just decided, "Hey, let's come on, let's open, let's do it." You know, come on in. You know, probably smelled that cake from down the street. Um, you know, 
See, if you left your uh, sliding doors open in Florida, you'd have gators in your house. Mm, correct, correct, correct. Oh, shit, there's this video right now. It shows the bear just like, he's like, he's out of there. Him and his buddies are like, hey, we're out. Jumps the fence and it's like, boop, look out. It wasn't a very big bear either. It looked like probably like a medium-sized bear. It wasn't that big, but uh, yeah. Good Lord. So, so was that Yogi or Boo Boo? I think it was Yogi. I think Boo Boo was sitting in the bushes watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's your two bear stories for the day, guys. The bears, bears are active right now. They're they're going. You know, got to go hibernate. They need their food. So yeah, you know. I'm shocked that they hibernate in California. Well, they probably go up in the. You think they go up in the mountains and hibernate? I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that they hibernate in it, down here in Florida, which we do have bears in Florida. Man. Yeah, they would. I didn't know that until very recently. No, they wouldn't need to hibernate in Florida because all the bears down in Florida are, aren't they? Uh, don't they come from the the northern states for the summertime? Right, they hang out yeah. at the beach. They hang out at the beach, man. In a yeah. skimpy bathing suits and yeah, drive around in those rascals all the time. Like yeah. you know, generally driving uh, when they're on the roads, they tend to have uh, minivans. Yeah. Or very large Cadillacs. Yeah, and their blinkers yeah. are always on. It's crazy, Correct. right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's what happens in Florida. You guys got some crazy shit happening in Florida, let me tell you. Yeah, actually, you know, I was going to send you one. Uh, did you see the article about the the guy that he was driving around trying to find a trying to find a park, mm-hmm. and uh, he he gets to the lake. And the park is on the other side of the lake, so he decides to swim in the lake. Wow. He ends up that's, getting his arm ripped off by an alligator. That's he had to be either be on drugs or drunk, one of the two, right? <laughs> right. But the crazy thing is, is he gets his arm ripped off by the gator. He yeah. still swims to shore mm-hmm. and wanders through the woods for like hours until he comes across some random person. He's like, uh, I need I need to call emergency. Like he doesn't have an arm, as Rick James once said. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I mean, I mean down here in Florida, it's probably meth. It probably meth. You probably meth. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. And actually, if you if you look it up, he kind of looks like he method. I would yeah. bet or crack cocaine. It's not cocaine. Yeah, crack, crack. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's just nuts. I don't think I would stop at the side of a lake and be like well i'll just swim across that's that's fine yeah i mean seriously if you find the article and anyone listening search for that article and read it and if you find the same one that i found good god you're like reading through it and you're like what what is he why why is he doing that what is he no that seems like a really bad idea yeah you just start i mean your brain is like 10 steps ahead of this dumbass (laughs) Uh, and he's from here which is worse well is, is he from your area fort myers were there uh no i think it was no actually it might have been southwest florida i don't i don't remember now i yeah i don't remember uh before we get out here guys david you got to go see a minor league uh baseball game uh for yeah you. the mighty muscles and it was when your affiliate it kind of it was a birthday thing wasn't it because it was your birthday well it was it just happened to coincide with my birthday. It was actually a fundraiser or something for my daughter's school. Like kids could families, I should say, could buy tickets in the section right behind the dugout. No. 
and I, I think money went to the schools. I nice. Think. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. Right, they won. Nice. So at least nice. a Twins affiliated team won. Yeah, which is <laughs> hey, that's which, something. That's something, I guess. The yep. Mighty Muscles won. Yeah, get it. Yeah, but I would say the uh, the Port St. Lucie Mets. They had a pitcher who was outrageous. There, he only pitched, I think, an inning. I can't remember his name, but he was throwing like ninety-seven to ninety-nine, basically wow. every pitch. And I swear, the Fort Myers guys—they were just like standing there, like shit. I'm not swinging. Bucket, bucket. I mean, and it, there's one. He he did give up one hit because I swear he, the batter was just like, I'll put my bat out. <laughs> and it bounced off his bat. I mean, he was he was on fire. Like the this, it was just incredible. The yeah, uh, and Hammond, Hamm- and then that that was at Hammond Stadium, home of yep, the uh, Twin Spring training as well. Yes. Yeah, that that's that actually. If we're in Florida, that is the only place I've actually seen an alligator in person in the wild. I was oh. in that stadium out in the outfield, oh, nice. right field. It would have been looking down over. Oh yeah, the yep, the big fountain in the. Pond, yeah. yeah. So, other than the rain, did you enjoy that uh, stadium? And yeah, I mean, it, it would have been nice to, you know, see it without the tsunami. No, sorry, the tsunami. That's not right. Um, the deluge of yeah. of rain that we had and the crazy lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool stadium. Um, I recommend anybody that is a twins fan that spring training wants to see it come down hint hint nudge nudge wink wink um and uh yeah it it was cool um lots of twins gear for sale um there's twin stuff everywhere i mean target big sponsor of the stadium u.s banks big sponsor of the stadium um which is funny because there are no u.s banks in florida of course not that is yeah. actually gonna. Happen. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's a nice stadium. I, I like it. It's I think, it's kind of got I, a old timey feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you had a chance to get over to uh, CHS Field where the Saints play in St. Paul, but like the, the, the newer, venue room, the new the newer one, right? one yeah. the new one. Yeah, I never they, went there for a baseball game. Okay, well, it, they I put them in the same kind of ballpark literally like they're they're very nice they're both very nice stadiums they're minor league stadiums but i mean they're very well built they look great they're just a fun kind of fan friendly experience to be yeah. at. so yeah Good yeah I, I thought it was i thought it was interesting when we i mean i've seen the stadium i've driven past it dozens and dozens of times but um as i was walking up to it and i sent you guys a picture i took a picture mm-hmm. of the front facade mm-hmm. and it, as soon as i was walking up to it i looked at it and i was like man this looks kind of like Churchill Downs, like yeah. it's got the spires out front. Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, uh, yesterday, I was researching it, and it turns out that the um, the guy, well, Hammond, who is named after, he wanted it to look like Churchill Downs. No yep. kidding. Yeah, and so um, he was the reason he it was named after him was because he pushed it through city council and all that to to get them in there and yep. they he pulled them from where orlando was it yeah i don't recall. i believe it was i believe it was orlando because um, they've been yeah. there for a while though right well they've been yeah, there 90 since something 92. 90 nope 91 91 when they won the world series was the That's first right, year yeah. at the, the lee county mm. sports complex yep. um and uh yeah i think they were in you're right david i think they were in orlando back 
in the 80s, if I remember correctly, because uh, there were some articles about uh, Kirby Puckett in, it was 87 or something like that, was hitting BP and hit uh, some parked cars outside of their stadium, nice. shattered the windows, and the cops showed up. <laughs> um, yeah, and told him to stop taking batting practice because he was smashing cars. <laughs> Seriously, it's a yeah, true story. But yeah, but the Lee County Sports Complex has been since '91, um, which is it's fantastic. It's still around, and they remodeled yeah. it a couple times and, and done some things to it. And uh, yeah, it is a very very nice sports complex. Yeah, it is. Swings down there. So yeah, it's got like a right field and uh, well, I guess more first baseline, and then left field they have these areas that are just grassed. Mm-hmm. for kids to play which i don't think much of it but sarah brought up you know it's weird they they just let the kids hang out on these grassy berms mm-hmm. in areas where foul balls and home runs go yep true because yep. you know kids don't pay attention and i, I didn't okay. think anything of it but i guess she's probably right actually mm-hmm. but um yeah it's a fantastic city yep. i highly recommend it anybody that's into baseball stadiums uh, down there, we'll have to get down there, Dave. Yeah, go. Yep. Maybe they hopefully yeah. they'll hopefully they won't be a lockout again. You know, yeah, uh, something tells game. me you can avoid that one this time. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? No. So no, uh, big week for the loons. That's big week, two games, guys. Get uh, yeah. Hi, Lauren. Get uh, yeah, guys. LAFC on Tuesday. You got the SKC next Saturday. Uh, so next Sunday or Monday night, we'll be talking either uh, about some nice games or we'll be full crying in panic mode, crying in our beers and in full-blown panic mode if we're ever going to make a playoff. So, yeah, I might have to buy some uh, Florida liquor just in case. Yeah, Switch idea. out the beer for the liquor. Good, good idea. Good idea. Uh, so myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you. Go Loons. Go Loons.